0: Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you all so much for joining us for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where you guys already know what it is. We believe in lifting as we climb, turning our trials into treasures, living a life to inspire and not impress, and allowing God to fully restore you. Thank you so much for being here. Remember to like, rate, rate, and share the podcast as you are listening in. Um, To this week, I wanted to give you guys something just to really... Um sink in and, and, and uh anchoring a uh, statement. If you are new to Tuesday with Tamika, my name is Tamika Thomas, and I am your inner life and in relation, your inner healing life and relationship coach. And I wanted to talk to us about celebrating all the gifts that life has brought us the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows. Truly, when we look at them as gifts, it helps us to unpack, unbox. And really open up these gifts and live the life that God has given us. And today I have an amazing guest that I think is really going to help us to explore this thought of our life being a gift, all the things that come with it. So, hey, Norm, you got a minute? Hey, sis, you got a minute. Hey, sis, you got a minute. Hey, sis, you got a minute. Hey, sis,
1: you got a minute. I sure do. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for being here. Tell the TWT family a little bit more about you.
1: Well, I was a police officer for um, over 26 years. And during that time, of course, like all police officers, they face many um, traumatic events through their career. And in about 12 years in, I ended up being diagnosed with PTSD Mm. and it caused me a lot of depression and, and some anxiety. And then I was diagnosed with a neuromuscular disease that actually caused the deterioration of my muscles and my nerves and my feet and my hands. And that required me to have 30 surgeries on my feet within a 10-year period. And during that time, they kept feeding me all these opioids for the pain. And I ended up getting an addiction to opioids. And addiction and police work didn't go hand in hand. I made a few mm. mistakes and um, poor decisions, more like. And I wound it up in prison. But prison actually was the best thing for me. You know, these mistakes were the best thing for me. I never believed in God, you know, because it was always the question, how would a loving God allow all this stuff in the world to happen? You know, this bad stuff. But God sent people to introduce me to him and and told me the gospel. I ended up um, going to him. And while in prison, I got a master's degree in theology and um, a doctorate in Christian counseling. And when I studied the Bible during those courses, I learned the way that God has laid out in the Bible for, for healing emotional wounds. And I followed them, and I've been PTSD free now for about 11 years. And it's just, just wonderful.
0: What, Norm? I literally, as you're speaking, I hear and I feel the presence of God, like just all through you, and all like I, my body is tingling because this is such good stuff. And talk about really your life being a gift, right? Like you are a living example of, of all the things that has happened, that gift that God has given you. I also wanted to kind of talk about the 30 surgeries on your feet. Like to me, that is so, that's kind of like a um, supernatural thing because God took what you stand on, what you use, and, and he kind of had to take that away from you so he could reconstruct your life.
1: I never thought of it that way. But yeah, you know, um, that was a real bad time in my life. So that was about two surgeries a year. So Mm. I I ran out of um, vacation time, I ran out of sick time. And I was just in dire straits. And, and and those those pills did nothing for the pain. But it numbed my emotional pain. Mm. And and you're, you're right, I think it set me up for failure. And I think that this is a, what humans do, right? They, they just make the worst decisions that they can, especially when you're on pills, you know, and but God turned my bad decisions around and he, he made something good. Even though I spent a long time in prison, when I got out, I, I learned how to help people. I was, I would never help anybody in the past. You know, yeah. I was just, I, I'll keep to myself and, um, you know, I'll just stay at home and that's it. But now I'm an addiction counselor and I'm a chaplain. And I I do believe that that God has used those poor decisions in my life to to make something good, and I believe that He allowed that because He had a plan and purpose for my life. You know, and I think that's for everybody, right? We all make mistakes, we all make poor decisions, but don't don't lose hope because God can change that all around if you will. I mean, absolutely.
0: Big... i'm I'm hearing in my spirit jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. You know, mm. he knows the plans and thoughts that he has for us. And I've recently been like really studying um Joseph, like from prison to palace. And that's kind of like your story, right? Like yeah. from the from the field out there working to pr- to the palace and then into prison, how much time did you spend in prison?
1: I spent, well, I had a 14 year sentence. I, I, what had happened is I stole some drugs out of the um, evidence locker and gave it to a guy thinking somehow that was a good idea. But, wow. um, so I spent eight and a half in federal prison, but then COVID hit. And because of my illnesses, they allowed me to leave early and I was on home confinement.
2: Mm. So even
1: though I was on home confinement, I, I still was able to work and go to church. So um the, the addiction counseling started, and I, I'm now uh, three over three years of um, doing addiction counseling. A year of being a chaplain, and I um, I'm doing studies at at church, you know, small group guides with um, with my book and stuff. So it, it's it's been wonderful, but I'll never forget, my, you know. And I we didn't even talk about how God healed my daughter, you know, during all of this darkest spots. She was diagnosed with liver tumors, and there was a really bad prognosis. The doctor said she probably wouldn't survive the surgery. And that's when I really went in a downward spiral. And um, but after I started studying the Bible and realized what confession, repentance, how strong and how important Mm. they are, God healed her. She hasn't had. I mean, the the doctors don't even understand how how they went away. But but I think that was the final straw for me was like, okay, I now I believe in a God. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I, I started studying and studying and studying. And my next book is because of what I went through. My next book is at the publisher now. It's Why God Allows Suffering. Because Mm. there's purposes to it, right? And we as Christians normally just don't understand that. And I wanted to try to simplify that. But God has a plan. And and you can either go along with it the easy way or you can go along with the hard way. You know, one way or another, he's going to use you for something.
0: He's gonna you because we are his craftsmen, right? We're his workmanship. So I, I love um that you talked about how really God healed you from the inside out. So the healing started within and now and then it manifested without and um no more PTSD. I tell people the women that I'm like blessed to work with, I tell them because I've also been diagnosed with PTSD and some other like mental health things. And they say, like, how do you get to that point? And I my answer is always God. Like, there's no way that I, there's anything or any, um, theory or any, anything that I could have like practiced to be where I'm at. What are like, if you had like only three things that you can tell folks that would allow God to heal them from the inside out, what would be like step number one, step number two, step number three?
1: All Right. Step number one would definitely be to have a close personal relationship with God. Mm. That's ultimately that's the, the, the the main point. The second would be confession and repentance because un unrepented sin in our 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 heart plays havoc within our body. You know, Paul says it. It's the spirit versus the flesh, and it causes chaos and it actually causes these negative emotions to come out. So it's not really what we go through. The, the mm-hmm. bad things that happen to us, it's how we respond to them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what really dictates our, our is, is going to be a catalyst for healing or just an oppression that's going to keep us down for the rest of our lives, you know? And so many people just fail to see that and they just live defeated lives because of it. Mm-hmm. And, and most of those people are Christians and they should know better, but I feel the church has really failed to really um, teach a, lo- a lot of this.
0: Yes.
1: And the, and the third point would be to just constantly do the right thing, right? I mean, the more, the more we do the right thing, you know, you have, you have Satan on one side and, and, and the devil on the other. We always want to listen to the devil because the devil is a lot more fun. But I'm telling you that that's what causes the, the negative emotions. I equate it to, you know, the, the lights in your car and the dashboard, that a red light comes on, you go, oh, something's going wrong with the car, right? I believe that our negative emotions, our anger, our frustration, our resentments and our, our hate, they're like a light that mm. god is telling you hey something is not right in your spirit you you need to get right and resolve these prior past issues and once you do that light goes off in you're healed. it's um you'll never forget you know we'll, we'll never ever forget but at least it won't have the power over us that mm. we allow it to now and mm. you know it's it's easy but it's hard right it's It's hard to go back and find that root cause because as my book explains, we got to find the root cause. Like if it was a childhood trauma, um, an adult, whatever, there's still going to be a root cause of that low self-esteem. So what we do is we, we, we can do that through journaling or do it through, you know, talking with a life coach or, or a good friend and, and try to determine what happened. But looking back on our pain is often really difficult. You know? Yeah, because you
0: got to you that root work, digging things up is is hard, like no one wants to get their hands dirty and try to figure it all out. So Norm, as you went through your process of really like healing from the inside out, were you able to identify? I mean, clearly, because you've written several books, and you're out here helping folks really do the work themselves. But what was the root cause for you? If you don't mind sharing?
1: I mean, I had some issues with my father that I never really believed were were problems, you know, Mm -hmm. but once you start digging and once you start journaling is so important, you know, if you can write down your daily, you know, feelings, okay, today, I'm I'm not feeling good, or today is a great day, whatever. But then you go back, back and backtrack to it. And yeah, there was some, some issues with my father he was a very strict disciplinarian and not that he physically abused me, but there was some emotional stuff where just belittling and, and you know, not, not, really feeling that um, I, I was, I was accepted or or mm-hmm. I was loved. But then all, when these things happen at my work, you know, every day you see the worst that Satan has to give, right? I mean, you see people abusing children and you see people just stealing and drugs and everything. And it, and I got so angry and frustrated with it. And I didn't know that forgiveness is the key to healing, right? Yes. You, so even though I was angry at these people who, who victimized children, who victimized, um, you know, spousal abuse stuff, I, w- I was angry and frustrated at them. And I was sometimes at the victim because the victim keeps going back and back. Mm-hmm. And as a police officer, I went to the same house 10, 15 times. And you just want to say, leave this guy. But but you know, but there's reasons for it. And those can all be um, healed. Also, if you just backtrack. Yeah. And I ended up starting to forgive the people in my life that I held resentments against. And some of some of times it was hard. But once you start the work, you keep it up and keep it up. And like I said, every day do just do the right thing. Pretty soon I felt good. No more nightmares, no more panic attacks, Mm. no more anxiety attacks. Um. It, it is amazing, and i was I was given the gift to be able to counsel um, a lot of guys on their prior history of of being abused as a child when I was in in prison. Mm-hmm. And um, God heals. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe without forgiveness and without God, there there is no no healing at all. And um all these guys have started the healing process. I hope they're doing still doing good, but they're on their way.
2: Because God is
1: good, right? And God doesn't want to have us live these lives. He wants the best of us. And now for a commercial
0: break. Hey, it's your girl, Tamika Thomas, your life and relationship coach, inviting you over for the book. Busy and blew up. We calling this a B3 year. You no longer have to wait for love to find you. You are going to attract a partner and ditch the pretenders. If you are ready, I mean really ready, to position yourself for love, learn how to set boundaries, and learn the P31 model, sis, go on over to my website, Tuesday with Tamika backslash book busy and boot up and sign up today. Praise God! That's uh, that's so powerful. I remember years ago I was working at um, this mental health facility in um, a city out here in California, and there's this mental um, this hospital for the criminally insane. And I remember every time I would drive by there because you know I have my own childhood stuff that. I hadn't worked through that forgiveness process. (laughs) And so every time I would uh, drive by this hospital, I would feel like this disgust and this anger and like, oh God, like how did you let those people like do the things that they did? And why don't we, you know, I had like all these negative thoughts. And I remember one day driving past there and God saying, they're no different than you. And I was like, what? No, like I haven't molested any kids. I haven't like killed any, I haven't. And he said, no, like they're, first of all, they're my kids, they're my children. And they just made a choice, a different choice than what you made. And you, you, you're still doing stuff because you're operating in unforgiveness you're the same. And I like broke down and I was like, whoa, because I wasn't angry at those people. I was really angry at my abusers and my, and so I had to really start that process and do that root work. So I love that you're, you're, and I've written down like a couple of different titles for this podcast. Cause I'm like, gosh, this is so good. We can go so many different ways, but in your process of your own healing, you've done a tremendous amount of work. Like you've literally have written some books and done some stuff. Let's talk about some of that work that you've done.
1: You know, I I wanted to heal, right? I didn't Mm -hmm. want my mistakes to just go for for nothing and and just sit sit there, you know, and and do nothing. And when God moved so strongly in my life with with the, the healing process, I went to, For three years, I went to psychologists and psychiatrists for my PTSD, Um, and I'm not putting them down. They have secular psychologists, psychiatrists. They have their place, and they have and they taught me some life-saving coping skills. But after years of talking and talking and talking, there there was no healing, mm. right? And so when when I learned these things, oh my God! And so I I just had to to say, God, I mean, I I, what can I do? You know. (laughs) let me spread this around and believe it or not i still get some um resistance because people are so afraid to to relive the past to to go over those things you know and um there's i get a lot of veterans and, and other officers that that have seen and had to do some horrible things i mean e- even if they were legal you know but yeah. in, in the line of duty it's still moral injuries are 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 very difficult to to. Um, to stay in a good place emotionally. That's Mm. like guilt. And then after the guilt starts really riddling us, then the shame comes in. And once the hopelessness comes in, that's it. And I I think that's what makes a good counselor is someone that's been through that, done that, been there. I mean, I I tried to commit suicide twice and um, I think God stopped me. Mm -hmm. But in order to, to connect with people, I think that it's important that the counselor has been through all that, and um, and the scriptures are laid out in in the book. I I try to be as simple language as possible because I I had difficulty understanding the Bible too when I started reading. I go, what the, what does this mean? What does that mean? But it, if if you stay focused and your 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 focus is on Jesus, man, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna turn around, and that's the important thing is changing from the inside out mm-hmm. because secular psychology changes you from the outside in, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get you to change you your mind. Okay. I, I am a value. I am, I am a good person, blah, blah, blah. But if you believe that you are a child of God and you believe who God is and who he says we are, you, your self-esteem will change from the inside out. And, and I think that's what we're all lacking. And I, I think that the key is a, a relationship with Jesus.
0: That's definitely the major key that we all have to, you know, have. So Norman, tell us about these books. Tell us where we can find them. Tell us titles where, where can my audience get in contact with you?
1: Well, I have a website. It's called Christ hyphen centered healing.com. Christ centered healing.com. And you can buy the books on there. It'll take you to a link to the publisher. Um, it's, Christcentered Healing Book.com, where you can go. And it's also on Amazon, also. So you just have to either look up that name or or my name. Um, the other book is still at the publisher. It's it's getting some cover design stuff, they always do. And I'm really looking forward to that because that was what prevented me, because I, I didn't come to the Lord until I was 50.
2: Mm. And all those
1: years, if I would have learned what God is really about, right? I mean, we we gotta understand that he is not the designer of evil but he allows evil because he he can't he doesn't want to control us we don't yeah. want to be like robots right so we make those decisions and the decisions are based on the fall that we're basically all of us have evil inside of us and and i don't mean evil like like killing and stuff like that but just hateful you know um you know, resentful and just how we treat other people and that mm-hmm. that is what didn't design us to be that way. He designed our emotions to uh, to be used for the good. So what I do in the books, I explain what trauma is, and not just trauma, but overwhelming life events. Like, yeah. so you have a bad divorce. This is not necessarily traumatic, but it can be. You know, if if you're contentious and you're fighting over the kids and stuff. So what it does, how it affects the body, how it affects the soul. I, I t- go into great detail in Christ's um, ministry of healing. You know, I've uh, talked about all the scriptures and how they're laid out. So everything that's in there is scriptural. There's no like, this is my opinion or this is my thing. I just made up to to five steps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I talk about the emotions, talk about journaling in detail, how, how to go about starting it. And um, they're talking about healing prayer. I got about, um, I think there's 14 healing prayers in the back. Mm. Everything from sexual assaults to, to just uh, plain trauma to um, um, generational sin, stuff like that. Mm. So it's a pretty thick book and that's what I get complaints about, but it's comprehensive, right? It's got everything in there. You know, you don't need to go out and, and buy another resource. This is, this is all in there. And uh, I, I would originally design it for cops because that's, you know, that's where I come from. But when I was in prison, I realized that everybody is broken
2: Mm. broken
1: for something, you know, I think if you're saying that I've never, I've never had a trial in my life, I've never had, I think you're either lying or the big one's coming. (laughs) So, so that's why I wrote the book. That's why the target audience is anybody that's been through anything or the loved ones, if you're a loved one, of Mm -hmm. of somebody, because they suffer, my wife and my children suffered probably worse than I did, because, um, you know, they they didn't know who this, this new husband or dad dad was, you know, he just turned into an evil person, really angry, Mm -hmm. bitter, and um, it's just, but this is what, what people do is, right, we, we experience pain, and we don't want to experience it anymore, so we cover it up with, Whatever we we was our choice, right? It could be gambling, it could be eating, it could be drugs, and alcohol, it could be just shopping. You know, mm-hmm. whatever makes you feel better. So, um, all of these behaviors can can be eradicated through a relationship with Jesus.
0: Amen to that. Well, listen, TWT fam, we are definitely going to put the links to this book and to Norm's website so we can all start this root work. Like, It's never too late. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. This is a resource that we all can grab today so we can start this process of healing because it doesn't matter how much money you're making, what type of relationship you're in. If you continue to hide what needs to be healed, you will continue this cycle. And if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, literally invite him into your heart and the root work will begin. Norm, thank you so much for taking out this time to be a part of the podcast. I want to ask you one of the questions that I like to ask my guests when God um, prompts it up on my heart. Um, what does living a life to inspire and not impress mean to you?
1: You know it's just helping one another and, and for the right reasons. I mean, a lot of us, we try to say that we're more spiritual than others, or yeah, you know, I volunteer in the church or I volunteer at Salvation uh, Army. but their motivations are are, are wrong, right? They do mm. it so they can say it. So I, I believe that keeping keeping a positive attitude and helping others. Is one of the keys. It's also in the AA steps. You know, is, is this is what's going to make you feel better, and this is what God's purpose is, right? It says in Corinthians that God often allows us to go through things; He'll pull us through, and then He expects us to help others that are going through similar things. That's just the way, way God designed us in, to be in community. And I believe yes. that if you do that, you do the right thing, you help others. And I'm not saying you have to go to church and volunteer. But just helping your neighbor with something, I mean, an elderly lady across the street, whatever the case may be, doing something good and positive will lift your spirit and, and will give you that peace and joy I think that we're all missing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, TWT family, remember to live a life to inspire and not impress. Remember to continue to lift as we climb, turn those trials into treasures just like Norm did and allow God in so he could
2: fully restore every part of you until next week. Bye-bye.